the Defense Department has had little success establishing a chief management officer. Over the past 15 years, it rose to become the third highest ranking defense official by title. That lasted less than three years before Congress declared it a failure and ended the position. The Defense Management Institute recently looked at what went wrong and what DOD can do differently in the future. Federal News Network's Alexandra Lohr talked to one of the study's authors, Institute for Defense Analyses researcher Jason Deshant. Part of the charter uh, or the, the mandate of the study was to do just that. It was to uh, identify the lessons that the department could learn from the experience that it had with the, first the DCMO and then later the CMO, and to draw from that experience uh, lessons that could inform uh, future manifestations of, if not the CMO, uh, other organizational constructs that might be put in place to better manage the department. So tell me some of the, the biggest takeaways you had or maybe anything that surprised you as you went through the process of putting together this report. One, probably one of the biggest takeaways was the fact that the position uh, took so long. The position evolved over time, uh, which is what contributed to its eventual demise or disestablishment. That was, it wasn't very well defined at the outset and it lacked a charter, the CMO at least lacked a charter. So now uh, moving forward several years, when it turned in transition to the CMO, it lacked a charter. So that position wasn't well defined. The DCMO that preceded it wasn't well defined or understood inside of the department. And it was this lack of clear definition and understanding that uh, created and actually fueled kind of antibodies or resistance uh, across around the department to the office because uh, there was uncertainty uh, surrounding what the the purview or scope of of the office was and what its authorities were. On a topical reading of it, it almost looks like the Defense Department didn't want a chief management officer. Is that right? So that's correct. And that's, that's true as we account for in the report. There's nothing to suggest that the department was interested in a chief management officer. Uh, In fact, it received objections from the highest levels of the department, and likewise, uh, there was resistance from other echelons across the department. And part of that was that it was designed, when the initial legislation passed for creating the DCMO, it was designed in such a way that the DCMO was supposed to come in with the new leadership team. And the fact of the matter is that they waited uh, for a long time to select, nominate, and then, um, and, and then to get that person confirmed. And so the initial DC, the first DCMO was not coming in with that leadership team. They were coming into a leadership team that had already been in place and functioning in the department for some time, which meant that the DCMO was the new kid on the block, so to speak, who was seen as somewhat of a threat by others. Is there more to that than sort of a turf war? There is a, a turf war. There were personalities at, at play as well, uh, certainly. Different deputies, secretaries of defenses uh, had different views of what the role of the DCMO was. And so that's a little bit more than your traditional turf war. That's a a key relationship that needs to exist between the DCMO and the deputy or later the CMO and the deputy uh, that needs to be put in place. There are priorities of the individual office holders as well. Each of the office holders that we that we survey and, and uh, chronicle in the report had very different priorities in terms of what they chose to focus on. And so that was part of it as well. Do you ever see this position coming back? Everyone seems to agree that some management is needed. Well, as you're well aware, there uh, there is some uh, current consideration uh, being given to the position coming back. It's not clear that uh, Additional thought has been put into the resurrection of the office. Some of the the thought that uh, the additional work and thought that should have been put into it in the first place 
and that what was importantly missing in the first instance, and I'm not sure is a part of the current discussions, is close collaboration between the department and uh, congressional staff and, and key members and designing that office, what it'll look like and understanding the, the authorities that will need to be successful. So I, I think that the call for uh, strengthening, you know, a stronger management position in the department will will continue until the, the problem is addressed sufficiently, whether or not the current calls for the recreation, reestablishment of the CMO, survive or not, uh, I guess time will tell in the near future, that is. I think that the calls for a, a strengthening of the management uh, function inside of the department will, will continue. Is there a better path to strengthening that management than recreating that position? So there, there are any number of other options. Uh, you can also imagine a recreating a DCMO. And that's one of the things that we try to, we do talk about in the report is, could the future have been different had the DCMO uh, remained the DCMO rather than being elevated to the CMO? And we provide some uh, some accounting of the, at least some just uh, some logic and, and explanation that would point to the possibility that uh, it would have uh, it could have had a different future should uh, had it remained the DCMO. So that's one potential solution is is creating a DCMO uh, rather than a CMO position. Another possibility that has been discussed that could address some of the problems is a prospect of a term appointment as well. Somebody who is appointed for a set amount of time uh, that can transcend administrations uh, and or uh, be in the term uh, a longer period of time than, uh, than your average political appointee, uh, which contributes to turnover that we cite as being one of the problems in the report as well. That position uh, being held over the course of 13 years by uh, five different officials with large gaps in between them. In fact, uh, it was only filled by, I believe, uh, roughly 45% of the time by a political appointee uh, in that position, confirmed political appointee. And so a term appointment would help address some of those problems as well. So those are a couple of, of solutions. Organizationally, even without the appointment of a senior official like this, a CMO or DCMO, one could imagine the department uh, taking steps to strengthen management, uh, and uh, arguably it's already doing so in some of the advances that are being made inside of DOD and the establishment of a performance improvement officer and the new organization that is beginning to grow up uh, around performance improvement. Um, and so I think that the department is making some, some steps in the right direction as well. So that, that could mature into an organization that uh, helps to address many of the problems that the CMO was originally uh, created to, to solve. Jason Deshant, a researcher at the Institute for Defense Analyses, speaking with Federal News Network's Alexandra Lohr. Check out Alex's story at federalnewsnetwork.com.